Welcome to the Mission Mill Spouse Podcast, the longest running podcast of its kind. Carrying on the 18-year legacy of Army Wife Talk Radio, we have now expanded our community to include all military spouses of all branches and all components. We are so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Now, here are your podcast hosts, your Mission Mill Spouse command team. My spouse is retired or retiring. Now what? Welcome to a whole new military life, retirement. Where do you live? What healthcare, dental, vision plan will you choose? What happens in the in-between time? What if your spouse is feeling untethered and without a mission? What resources can help you move through this time? I'm Jolene McNutt. I'm the deputy director here at Mission Mill Spouse, and I'm here to share with you some of my own experiences of entering military retirement. How many times have you seen someone ask your service member how much longer they have to serve? And if your service member is anything like my husband, he looks at his watch and could tell you somehow almost instantly, he would calculate the years, the months, the days, the hours, maybe even minutes when it was a really tough day. (laughs) How many, um, maybe even down to the minute that he had left. I always felt it was so silly. Or maybe I just felt like this is so far out. This is never going to happen anytime soon. So it doesn't matter. But I'm here to tell you, it does matter. Someday, that retirement day will come. And there's a chance you may not be ready. So let me come alongside you through another roller coaster of military life. It might be your last wild ride before you can cruise off into the sunset. So I've got about five things that I'd love to share with you. Um, This is not all encompassing. In fact, there are so many more. I was like, how do I narrow it down to five things? But I don't want to overwhelm you. The process is overwhelming enough. And so here are the things that I think are the most important that helped us navigate through this process. Number one, it's never too early to start planning for your service member's retirement. I actually sat in on a webinar recently where the speaker shared she worked with one service member who began planning 14 years out for retirement. Okay, 14 years is amazing. Um, But keep in mind, even if you plan 14 years in advance, there are still things that you cannot predict or plan for. So begin planning. But my next point, number two, get ready for your future by building a network. So encourage your service member, especially to begin building their network. You're gonna hear this so much. Um, And at first I kind of rolled my eyes, (laughs) but honestly, as I've seen my service member transition out of of, um, active duty into retirement over the last year, I have found it so true and so beneficial. So begin begin building that network of a, a variety of people. I kind of divide them into two categories, prior service members who have already gone through the retirement process and others, all else. It's really important to do both. First, prior service members. I'm going to talk about this one specifically. Um, I have a really good example. They, um, so many questions are going to bubble up and come up, and they're going to be like nuanced questions. So, having a handful of prior service members who you trust, who you can go to, who maybe think um, like you do, maybe who think a little differently than you to do too. That doesn't. Um, that definitely doesn't hurt. But. There's going to be so many questions that come out that happen and you're going to not know who to turn to or who to ask or the official guidelines, you know, the official documents 
just aren't clear about it. And so having some real people who have gone through the process helped. Okay, let me give you a real life example of a situation that occurred. My husband retired September 1st of this year. That was his very first day of retirement. Just that was a Thursday, just a few days prior that Saturday, he threw his back out. Now, he has thrown his back out in the past, right? He was prior infantry and then intelligence. So in those infantry years, he was hard on his body. Um, and so he throws his back out occasionally. It happens. But usually within a few days, it gets better. And he's back to you know his normal self within you know four days, three days. This time, so throws his back out Saturday. Thursday, September 1st, is his very first day of retirement. And Thursday, he takes like a significant dive. Like he was not getting any better and he was getting worse. Friday happens. He's really bad. So bad that he couldn't put his socks and shoes on on his own. Like (laughs) it was terrible. Saturday, we get up and I was like, this is not okay. We should have dealt with this. It's now Labor Day weekend (laughs) because that's when things happen too. Murphy is good. Retirement happens and Murphy's still chilling, still hanging out with us. And I'm like, you have to go to the emergency room or you need to see someone. This is terrible. We didn't know what to do. Cause I'm like, he doesn't, we don't have our retirement ID cards coming until next week. And that's when our new TRICARE begins. What do we do? And so we ended up taking him to a military treatment facility. We also tried calling TRICARE. They were closed. Our doctor's office was closed. Um, We tried calling the TRICARE nurse line, which they just said, go get some help. (laughs) And we're like, yes, but will we be covered? And the nurse didn't know. And so we decided, okay, we're going to take him to a military treatment facility. We live off post. um, And as we're driving there, I'm like, will our IDs even work? And so... (laughs) So I don't think other than maybe the first like time I ever went through the gates on my own, I don't think I've ever been so nervous to go through um, a gate because I was like, do our IDs work or will they get be confiscated? I work on post for my job often. And so not full-time, but part-time I'm, I'm sometimes on post and I'm like, I really have to, (laughs) I can't have my ID confiscated. Like I need to have, be able to figure this out. Thankfully, Turns out your ID cards work for up to 90 days until you get or until you get your retirement ID cards. So because our facility was so backed up, we were scheduled for that later time. Um, and so it wasn't a big deal. They let us on. It it was okay. Then we, our next challenge, are they going to see him at the ER? So he goes into the ER. He explains the situation. They're like, yes, you are covered. Um, and eventually it'll get rolled over to that TRICARE, but you are covered. So if something like this happens, if you have an emergency and you're kind of in between, Talk to some friends the next day. I don't know why I didn't call anyone. The next day, here he is hobbling into church and we ran into two of our um, good friends who have recently retired and they put my mind at ease. They're like, yes, you're not going to get a $10,000 emergency room bill for going for you know going in and getting seen. Um, you are covered. It's going to be okay. And it literally just lifted the weight of these like bizarre, specific, unknown questions. And so Use your resources, use your people who have gone through and, and done retirement that you've seen them successfully, maybe even struggled through retirement because um, that happens too. And so just have those people in your pocket to be able to reach out to and say like, hey, is this normal? Or hey, I'm feeling this or I'm confused about this. Most of the time, those friends can help you really um, navigate some of those bizarre unknown questions. Okay. My other side, I know I'm still talking about network. My other side is your non-military people. Really think about what your service member wants to do next. Maybe your service member doesn't know what they want to do next. That's okay. 
Maybe they're thinking about going to school. Maybe they want a corporate job. Maybe they'd like to build their own business or work at a small business in your town. Maybe instead you're all in on buying an RV and traveling the US. Maybe they want to volunteer. There are so many options, so many possibilities. And so really beginning to like spend some time talking to people, not just attending these networking events, really spend time. My husband started like just grabbing coffee or grabbing dinner with people that he knows um, from the community or people he's met and said, Hey, can I spend time? You know, can you, can I buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain? I'm telling you these community network uh, connections have been incredible. They've been wonderful for him to um, just develop beyond the military side of things and really help him transition over into the civilian world where you know, things happen differently. Okay, that leads me into number three, figuring out what drives your service member. This is so important. I would argue this is more important even after going through a military medical debacle, which wasn't a debacle. The military took care of us, took care of his back so well. So it was not a debacle. They were wonderful. Um, But (laughs) I think finding out what drives your service member, what brings them passion and joy is so important. I, I would venture to say it's more important than deciding like your health and dental plans. Um, It's more important than determining maybe even where you live. Um, It does play into that. Like obviously, if you want to have a ranch, you need to probably um, find a place that supports that particular lifestyle. But knowing what drives your service member is so important to helping you choose all of those other things that will fall into place. Um, The military lifestyle is demanding, as you already know. This is an opportunity for your service member to lean into some of those interests that have had to be pushed to the side to make space um, for the military for all these years. So my spouse is working on this right now. I wish he had started like five years ago. So if you're like five years out, start really thinking through what things look like. Um, but that's okay. He's he's working through it and it'll be okay. He has a really big dream to start his own business. It's going to require a significant amount of funding. And so for him, that dream is like a five to eight year dream. So what happens in the meantime? He can't really just sit around. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. He could sit around all week and do nothing. He started building his network. Um, he picked up a flexible part-time job. So we're financially about where we were at um, when he was active, but it's also allowing him the space and time for him to work and, and move for his dream. Okay, so number four, this is my next recommendation. Create some structure in your week. I noticed my spouse was kind of laying around during his last few weeks of his terminal leave. For those of you who don't know what terminal leave is, it's that last um, chunk of time of your active duty time that you use up all of whatever leave you have left. So it's all in one big block. So here he is literally not getting anything accomplished. I mean, he would agree with me probably. So I feel okay saying this on a podcast, (laughs) but he was sitting around not doing anything. It was making me crazy. I work from home. Like I said, I work on post part-time, but I also work from home in those times that I'm not on post. And so I was going crazy. I'm like, get out and do something, man. I don't care what you do, just do something. So when a part-time job popped up, it was such a gift. And I have to tell you in the last couple of weeks, as this job has Um, kind of filled in some of his time. It has added just a touch of structure to his week, but is still flexible enough. And it gives him time to work on his dreams and helps him refocus his time. So he's like, oh, I have to be here at this time. So I need to get my things done or meet with the people that I want to meet with um, in those other times. 
it really is finding something that they are passionate about because you go from this high op tempo um, where you are mission driven and you still have a mission in life. It is not with the military anymore. The military is not is not your mission anymore. And so transitioning from that high op tempo, um, very mission focused, you still have a mission in your life. It's just changed. And so helping your service member really um, have the space and time to work on that, I think is so valuable. Honestly, we know so many people who have retired and my very um, non-scientific observation is some super succeed and some super struggle. And when I say succeed, I'm talking about not these billion dollar corporate jobs that are sparkly and shiny. Um, that could be it, but it's that's not for everyone. So I mean, someone who's thriving in whatever lifestyle they've created post-military. Um, some of those who have succeeded those are the ones I've noticed have found a new mission, a new passion, a new goal, a new plan. Some have found multiple new missions. Sometimes one mission leads down to another path. Maybe it's school and corporate job. Maybe it's a small business and something else. Um, but what matters is it's important to find something that helps you get up and going in the day. It might be volunteering. It could be a little part-time job. It could be, um, I, I, there are seriously endless possibilities. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's helping to provide you with healthy structure for both your service member and your family. This has to be obviously a family driven um, health. You know, your service member, I hope, is not going off the deep end, but we do see that happen. And I think that a lot of that comes because the service member doesn't have a passion and, and loses their mission and loses their focus. So give your service member space and encourage them the ability and time to find a new passion so that they super succeed. Okay. Number five, have some money saved. Oh my gosh. If I'm being honest, the unpredictable income was one of my biggest areas of anxiety. I'm not a finance person. I'm definitely not a numbers person. So do not depend on me for advice. Every situation is different. In the retirement process, each person is going through, you know, different number of retirement years and all stuff. So if you need extra help, there are so many financial resources available. Um, you can check out your branch specific resources like Army, for example, has Army Community Service, ACS, and financial counselors for free that you can go work with. Every branch has these available many times right on your installation. If you're not near an installation or if you um, just aren't sure, you can always check with Military OneSource. They offer financial counseling services. You are not alone in this situation. Do not depend on any of my advice. But um, I just really want to say that like this is something that was stressful for me. And I, so I really want to address it here. Um, I feel like the two most unpredictable stresses were... Um, choosing where, where we were going to live, and then this pay thing, what income is going to come in what, through the retirement pay and the VA disability benefits. Those two areas were like the most stressful for me. And, and like some of it, I just, once again, it's out of my control, like everything else in military life. And so some of it was unpredictable. So side note, we did choose a state that doesn't tax military retirement pay. If you're open to locations, it's might be worth looking into states where your military retirement pay won't be impacted by state income taxes. Side, that's just a side note. <laughs> um, you can Google that, like what states don't tax military retirement pay. But you can calculate your base pay 
um, what that retirement pay will look like. There's a calculator at militarypay.defense.gov. I will include that in the links, but you can also just Google like military retirement pay calculator and that'll pop up. The other thing you can do is begin your VA disability rating process so long before you retire. This is in that last year. Um, there is a window that's ideal to do it in. When you go through that TAPS retirement program, well, it's TAPS in the, in the Army, but in other um, services, when you go through that retirement classes, they'll tell you the window. Listen to that. It's really important to get it done in that time so that you can get paid beginning um, within a few months after um, that rating comes out. Um, but this also includes collecting all of your medical history, which takes time. It might mean you need to go reach out to prior medical facilities to get information and go back, you know, 20 plus years. So start that early. You'll also not likely know that VA rating until really close to the first day of retirement or after. And it is stressful because you're like, this is a chunk of potential pay that you have no idea whether you can depend on it or not. Like, will this income come in or will it not? And so really having a good savings account helped just give us the space to breathe in those unpredictable areas. Okay. Additionally, it's complicated when those last paychecks and first paychecks begin coming in. It's so weird. Let me give you an example of our situation. My spouse's last day was August 31st of active duty. He received one final military paycheck. It wasn't on September 1st like it used to come. It came later, like, I don't know, September 6th or something, because it had to go through one final audit. And so some people have their paychecks arrive on that first, but there sometimes is a delay and it can be like a month. So that paycheck is unpredictable, that very last military paycheck. The first retirement paycheck then, so his last, his last active duty pay, September 1. His next payment from military connection will be his retirement paycheck. That begins arriving October 1st. There's no September 15th payment. So keep that in mind. That's over. The 1st and 15th is long gone. <laughs> uh, the retirement paycheck is paid once per month on the first of the month. It's so confusing until it starts happening and then maybe it'll make more sense. We haven't gotten to that point, so I can't guarantee that that's exactly what happens, but that's what's supposed to happen. The VA disability check, depending on what the rating, could, if you get a check from that, it could be arriving at some point after, but you have to remember it's all dependent on how quickly the VA rating gets done. You will get paid back pay. So if it's a few months later, you will get paid back pay. So you don't have to worry about missing out on those months, but we're not planning on that first VA disability paycheck to arrive until at the very earliest, November 1st. So as you look at, so October 1st, November 1st. No more mid-month payments. So having some money in the bank to kind of cushion that unpredictable nature of retirement pay and VA benefits, it's made it easier for us um, and my spouse specifically to take his time finding a job that fits him, finding a situation um, or a, his next step that fits him. That, that cushion made it less panicky to have to feel like we had to get a job instantly right now, tomorrow. So if you don't have a savings account that you can lean on, it might be something that you'd like to begin building. Once again, don't talk to me because I'm not a financial person. <laughs> Work with a financial counselor um, who's free and can help you. Okay, bonus number six, because I know I said five, but because we talked about financial counseling, I also wanted to remind you to use your benefits before and after you retire. There are so many benefits. And I'm going to include a list of a few resources that were helpful to me. If you have any that helped you, 
network with me. Drop me an email at jolene at missionmillspouse.org. Comment on our social media podcast posts like that this podcast one or at our post on missionmillspouse.org. I truly am interested in hearing those um, and we can help each other. So share those with me. If you have a resource, I would love to add that to our list. Um, I already mentioned the financial counseling, but when you retire, many of those free benefits that you hear at town hall or pre-deployment meetings or wherever you're at, FRG meetings, those go away. They're not available to you forever. When you're active duty, use them. Use them while you have them. (laughs) Um, But there are so many benefits that do carry over um, from active to retirement and also um, into retirement. And so um, I'm just going to give you real quick a few that have made a difference in ours. First of all, if there is a Janus program, a Janus retirement program from the Donovan Bank Foundation, attend it. Go with your spouse. That was the best retirement briefing that I sat through. It was incredibly helpful for me, but also for my spouse. So Janice program from Donovan Bank. It's Donovan Bank, D-O-N-O-V-A-N-B-A-N-K.org. Super cool organization. If you're lucky enough to get one or reach out to them and ask if they'll set it up at your location. Um, They're really awesome. And it was just focus. It was that mission focus. That's really, it changed my perspective like literally flipped at 180, um, the retirement process. It wasn't just a little checklist of things. It was really helped me think that mission focus. Um, Next, to build your network, use veterati.com and acp-usa.org. Both of those are mentoring organizations that will help you build a network and help you um, get your questions answered and help um, somebody who's been there and can answer your questions and help you um, get to where you want to go. So use those resources. They're really phenomenal. If your service member is going back to school, I just heard John Davis, um, John H. Davis. He's a writer. He's an author. He wrote the book, Combat to College. I heard him speak and he was just a really great resource. And so if you're think if your service members thinking about going back to school, that's a really great resource to um, dig into and look at. I'll include that. And if you haven't been using tutor.com/slash/military, that's a free tutoring resource. It's virtual. It's on demand. It's twenty four seven. It's available from kindergarten all the way through bachelor level for service members, spouse, and children. And so utilize that resource if you're going back to school and you're nervous about it. You can work with the tutor. It's really cool. So you can work with the tutor on those areas like, I don't know, math, because I'm not a financial or I'm not a numbers person. So if you, if your service member is thinking about going back to school, but is a little nervous, you can start bolstering those skills by working with a tutor even before going back to school. And it's all free. And then finally, actnoweducation.org. This is a very active virtual community. I have been, I've just recently joined it and I feel like I've learned so much from them already. Um, and so I would just encourage looking them out. Um, looking them up and checking them out. Okay, just like military spouse, life, you don't have to go through the military retirement process alone. Listeners, no matter where you're at on your military journey, new or seasoned, active, guard, retired, prior service, Army, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, Navy, Space Force, always remember, we've been there. You're not alone. We've got your six. It's true for retirement too. This is your Mission Mill Spouse Command Team signing out. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice to catch episodes that drop every Monday and Thursdays each week. 
You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn at Mission Millspouse. Snag some sweet freebies by signing up for our newsletter, The Sit Rep. And finally, if you'd like to join us on our mission to serve military spouses, consider making a tax-deductible donation on our website or email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Mission Mill Spouse, empowering you to navigate this military life since 2005.